0: Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com. And on this episode of Network and Spill, I'm super pumped because this is a hashtag Stranger Danger episode, which is one of my favorite segments, as you may or may not already be aware. But on this week, we've got a special person who I actually found, God, I can't even remember. I feel like it was on I think it was on Instagram, actually. I found her on Instagram and she had a YouTube video she was promoting, or I guess on her show or on her page. And I hopped over to YouTube, started following her, and I have been completely smitten ever since. She is so much fun. And she's one of these young entrepreneur women who are just trailblazing, like literally trailblazing. And I watch her every so often. I don't know a ton about her. So I'm really excited to dive into her past, her likes, her business, all the things that she's up to. And I hope you guys will enjoy the conversation and follow her and subscribe to her YouTube channel and see what else she's up to. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think it's fun to watch people's journeys. And she is definitely making some big moves. So Erin On Demand, her, her hashtag and her at symbol is at Erin on demand. I think on all social media, but we'll find out. I know it's on IG. Um, and she's with me here today from Michigan. So I'm super excited. Erin, how are you?
1: I'm good. Yeah. So my business is Erin on demand and I basically started, um, about a year ago, actually almost today, a, a year ago. So that's so funny that you actually found me on Instagram because most of my content now is on YouTube. So whenever I hear people like whenever I find out where they found me at, it's so interesting to hear when people don't say YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was
0: Instagram because, and and again, I, I, I don't know. I just find people sometimes. And, um, but I do more of that, like, that rabbit holing. I do most of that on Instagram. I'm not one of the people that are on YouTube and just like get sucked into the YouTube vortex and can't leave. I'm typically there to hit it and quit it. I'm going in there to look for something and, you know, watch it and I'll go through my notifications. But yeah, I I saw you. I don't remember how long ago it was, but you were doing an event at a school and yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I messaged you and was like, "Uh Hey, and then I started following you and like, you know, then I subscribe to your channel. So it's interesting. You're right. How, you know, you meet somebody on one platform and then find out that they're really, you know, doing their thing and love another platform. And then you follow them there and you see how they're really showing up in the world. So you're doing really well on both, right? You've been, you've had the YouTube channel you've got the IG page. Are you on any other social media platforms? Um, I'm
1: on Twitter too and Facebook, but mainly my sweet spots are YouTube and Instagram. So I don't do much on the other ones. I feel like if you can find one or two platforms that you can really dominate, I think, you know, that's kind of where my energy
0: goes. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. So, tell me a little bit. Tell everybody a little bit about your business and and what you call yourself. How you introduce yourself when you go to networking events.
1: Yeah. So basically, I started Air On Demand in June of last year. A little bit of backstory is that before I got. Uh, before I hopped into entrepreneurship, I was working at National Geographic. So I was living in Washington, D.C., and I was their digital correspondent. So they had this massive contest, this nationwide contest, looking for their first ever digital correspondent. And I applied. I submitted a video. And um, it was a really, really intense process. So I submitted my audition video. And basically what happened was... um, I made the top three, so I had to go to New York and I had to compete against these other two finalists. And it was crazy because it was some of like the most talented um, videographers and um, news anchors, like all competing for this spot. And I ended up winning. And so I moved to DC and I did that for 10 months. It was a 10 month contract. And after my contract was up, it it just made more sense for me to not stay. So um, I stayed in DC for a couple months after that. And I had been saving so aggressively because I knew that um, I didn't know like what would happen after my contract was up. So once the contract ended, I'm in DC, I'm stuck in this lease for, it was a 12 month lease. So I had two more months left. I was applying like crazy for jobs, like applying at all types of networks in LA, in New York, in Atlanta, like everywhere. Um, And nothing was landing, which was so, I don't know, it was pretty shocking to me because I'm like, okay, I just got this really awesome position with National Geographic, which, I mean, that's kind of like a dream job. And I cannot find the next thing. So it, it was kind of like a natural... Um, it was a natural transition into entrepreneurship because people kept asking me like, Aaron, can you help me with video? Like, can you help me create this video for my business? Can you help me create this social media campaign? Or I'm thinking of this idea. Can you help me flesh it out? And I just kept getting that over and over again. So I'm like, okay, Aaron, if you can stand out with Nat Geo. And that was one of like, so many video competitions that I've done. I've not ever submitted a resume to any job. I've only won my jobs like that I've had since graduating from college, which is pretty nuts. So all of the jobs that I've had have been through video competitions. So it kind of, people started noticing me for video. And so I'm like, okay. So I launched Erin On Demand a Couple of months after my contract ended at Geo, and I um, and it just kind of evolved. So I kind of pitched it as, or carved my business as I'm helping. Um, Small businesses create videos to tell their stories. So I call myself a video storyteller or a creative dot connector for entrepreneurs and businesses. So basically what I do is I help them get their story out to the world. Um, I've helped people from car dealer, like car salesmen, Um, one of the clients that I have, he was a car salesman and basically he, um, he, he was a teacher for 17 years and then he evolved into a car salesman once he got laid off. So it's, it's all about connecting people to their audience and whether that's through social media or video, I'm kind of the go-to girl to help businesses carve out the creative aspects of their stories to really connect and bring in an audience.
0: Wow. Also, um, that's kind of interesting. The whole applying to jobs via video contests and submitting your work. I mean, that can be pretty, I feel like that can be kind of not scary, but kind of daunting, right? You're essentially showing and showcasing your work and your talent via video, which is like one of the most intense formats, you know, versus writing or, um, audio, I guess. So definitely. So why video? Why was that like your jam or how did you get into video specifically?
1: So when I was younger, everything ties back to just like my, my whole personality and like how I grew up. When I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor and I just knew I was going to be a doctor. And once I got to high school and started taking organic chemistry in the 11th grade, I was like, okay, there's, this is not of God. Okay. I have got to find another thing that is for me. So I was like, okay, next pivot. Like, let's see what else I, you know, I'm good at, or I like. So the biggest reasons I wanted to be a doctor was to help people. Um, and, for the money. Like that was pretty much the dominating things. And I was like, okay, Aaron, that's not a good enough reason. So I had done so many casting calls when I was younger. I did a lot of acting casting calls. I was a finalist for a Comcast commercial series. Like it it has always been in my blood to be on camera or on a stage or you know, to let my voice and personality be heard. So um, my English teacher in high school was like, you would be great as like a news anchor or a reporter or someone who can tell stories on camera. So that was kind of my introduction to even journalism or storytelling or video, period. And so um, when I went to college, I went to Howard university and I thought that, um, I went to school for broadcast journalism. I thought I was going to be a reporter, like the whole high that it gave me when I first, um, got into news. Cause I had done, I had worked at so many news stations throughout college. It wasn't there anymore by the time I left. So I was back at the drawing board again. And so, um, I have always been the type to follow joy and, I've always said that like joy is my leader because if I don't feel right doing it then it's not sustainable. So I transitioned into to doing video work video storytelling but in a less newsy form and I kind of I found this job someone sent me a job to be the young and free Michigan spokester at a credit union in Michigan called Michigan first credit Union and basically they were looking for someone who just had a lot of personality who could manage their YouTube channel manage their blog they gave me a free camera free computer free editing software like free cell phone like I traveled all around Michigan doing social media and just all this fun stuff for them. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the type of work that I want to be doing. And there are so many companies who need a, a somebody who has the personality, who's young, who has the face or whatever, like that sounds shallow, but who has like the, the oomph to kind of attract whoever they're looking for to their business. And so um, I did that for them. And then I did that for Nat Geo. And then at that point, I was like, okay, I can do this for other companies who need um, this type of creative help. Because um, I think a lot of times when you get caught into like news or broadcast, like you think that news is the only way that you can be on camera. So I really tried to find or carve out this niche for myself um, to help other companies realize the importance that video has on their business and and on scaling their business, so that's kind of how I got into video. It started at acting at a young. It started with acting at a young age and kind of just naturally evolved into like news and then into like this digital correspondent slash like entrepreneur uh, storyteller. Type thing, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it does. And it's, it's awesome. I think watching people's progression is always super interesting when it comes to um, seeing what people were interested in and how that turned into something else. I mean, I remember when I was little, I wanted to be like a mailman because I loved getting mail. And like, that was like, the oh my gosh, that's so cool. And then I wanted to be an astronaut. And then I wanted to be a veterinarian and then I wanted to be a lawyer and then all these things, but I had somebody as well tell me, oh, you should do the news. And I'm like, yeah, but I hate the news. It's really depressing. There's no way I'm going to do that. And, you know, so you have to find what works. And even though we'll get little tidbits, it's like, okay, this is helping me on my way, but that's not the stop. Like that's not where I'm going to be stopping to kind of try and and test things out. So yeah, that's awesome. Also shout out to Howard. Um, (laughs) I went there probably a bit before you did. Um, I did half of my time at Howard and half at George Mason. So I. Oh my
1: gosh, so cool! Yeah. yeah. So did you do your first half at Howard, and then your second half at George Mason? I did. Okay.
0: I was in um, the mechanical engineering uh, school, or as an engineering school, but I was doing mechanical engineering and then I was like, I suck at math. And so I I loved the drawing. I loved the building. I loved like the creativity, but I didn't like the math and I just couldn't get past it. So I switched over because I was doing it more for automotive reasons, which uh-huh. I really didn't appreciate being in right, Motor City. Yeah. Um, but I ended up switching to design and Mason had a much better design school and it was a little bit more organized than Howard did. So I kind of transferred over, but um, I, I love- what you got to do. <laughs> I love Howard and I have so many friends and memories there, but um, cool. So let's talk about um, what you're up to now. I know that, I think I saw you post recently about some of your favorite podcast shows. So I know you listen to podcasts, which is always nice to have somebody who listens to shows and like appreciates shows like that on your show. So tell me a little bit about how you sort of found the podcast that you listen to. And what about the audio platform or realm do you appreciate kind of versus video?
1: Hmm, That's a good question. Um, I do listen to podcasts. I like, hmm, I'm about to pull them up now. I like the read. They just crack me up. And I think the difference is that with audio, what I love about podcasts is that you can you can listen to it whenever, wherever, like it's no, I can go grocery shopping and I'll pop on a podcast while I'm grocery shopping. It just makes my experience so much better. Cause I really hate the grocery store. Um, or just like whenever in the car, I feel like I'm able to intake information or be entertained or whatever, like while I'm doing something else. So I think that's the advantage that, Audio or podcasting has over video is because video incorporates more of our senses with you have to watch it. Um it 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 can be something that you can only do that at a time if you want to give the video your full attention. But there are some podcasts that I really like. I like um Dead Ass uh with Deval and Kadeen. That's a new podcast. Uh, I followed them on social media and they are a couple. Their podcast is all about like marriage and just millennial marriage and their take on relationships and um, just different, different things that affect the black community, but through a married, young married couples lens. And it is so funny and so good. Um,
0: they are amazing. They are. I met Sabine last year at um, Summit 21 and she, she's, you feel like you know her because I think when I saw her last year, um... Uh, DaVal and one of the boys were in like Japan or so they were shooting something overseas mm-hmm. and they had been you know recording and then she was recording and they were recording each other it was so funny and then but I walked up to her and I was like oh my god when are they coming back like because I I watched them and were so involved on their social media because they yeah. can- so much. And it's, they're so funny. They and you're are. always going to know what they're up to and where they're at in the world. And so you really feel like you know them as a family. And so I, I know there's, their show is new and I have not checked it out yet, but I will add that to my list because I just I think they're, they're so cool.
1: Yeah, they are. They are so dope. And their, their um, podcast is really good. Um, what else? I listen to The Casey Crew, which is another relationship podcast. That's with DJ Envy and his wife, um, DJ Envy from The Breakfast Club. And then I listen to The Read. The Read is just like purely for entertainment. Um, <laughs> I don't have any other real reasoning for listening to it besides it's just <laughs> funny. Um, and then Blessed Embossed Up is one of my favorites, too. The host's name is Tatum and she's just like such a freaking powerhouse and just talks about faith and how that plays into entrepreneurship, which I think is a, is a angle that doesn't get touched on enough. Um, and that's definitely something that I want to start including in my platform because faith does play a huge part in building a business. Like you literally cannot jump into entrepreneurship without faith. So um, it definitely plays a huge role. So I love Tatum's podcast too. Um, what else? I listen to Transformation Church. I know they have a YouTube channel, but um, I like their podcast too, because if I'm riding in the car, like give me a good little 45-minute sermon here from Pastor Michael Todd, and I'm good to go for the day. So those are some of my favorites. I also like the Model Health show. It's about health and wellness, and then Eric Thomas's show, The Secret to Success podcast. That one's pretty good too. Like I listen to so many podcasts. Um And the Courtney Sanders show, I really like her show too, because she gives a lot of good nuggets on how to kind of balance everything in life. She's a mom, she's a wife, she she kind of, her whole angle is how to have it all. So um, her podcast is really good too.
0: Yeah. And she's been around for a bit doing, you know, her work. Cause I remember when, before she had her baby, um, or her babies, I don't know where she's at right now. I haven't checked up on her in a while, but she's exactly. been out there for a while. So yes, it's cool exactly. to see, um, you know, people's, people's lives. And Eric Thomas, I, I mean, obviously I, I watch his YouTube videos. I haven't followed him on his podcast show, but I definitely will. But you did a video on this. So if you guys are interested yeah. <laughs> and you want to see Erin in her realm, in her element, definitely go to her YouTube channel and check it out. She did this video a few months back, but it's obviously an evergreen one because a lot of these are ongoing podcast shows, um, with the exception of the the new one, the Devel um, Deadass one. Um and Kadeem. So those are, that's the new show. But the other ones, I think she listed all of those on her, um, on her YouTube video. And of course I was in the comments like, um, network (laughs) and spill. Right. (laughs) I definitely did that. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of really good shows out there and you, you know, you've got to figure out what works for you. And I want to make sure going forward that I have people on the show who do listen, because like you said, it's, it's a really cool way of, of absorbing information whether it's you know i i'm with you i'm so glad you said that about the grocery store i hate grocery stores i Girl, hate going so in them i hate grocery cool. shopping i if i never had to do it again i wouldn't be sad i don't like shopping in general and i prefer you know i guess food shopping a, a little bit more but there's so much pressure to like find the deals and to find like my sister is always finding all the good deals and then if i pay like super expensive, exorbitant amounts for grapes. She's like, Oh, well, did you know? And then I feel stupid. So for me, grocery shopping is not my jam. And I really, really, really love listening to shows. I listen to, um, Rachel Brafin's, uh, conversations with yoga girl when Mm -hmm. I'm in the grocery store regularly, because I love listening to her and her guests that she'll have on. So there's a lot of different shows out there. Um, you've got to do the research and you've got to figure out what works for you. But what I think makes my show a little bit different, just for everybody who is listening, is that I've done a ton of research, just like, you know, I think all of us do with our businesses. We try to make sure that what we're putting out is unique. It's It's got our personality and our flair to it. And that it's something that we can stand by. And that also that stands out amongst the competition or not even really the competition, but Amongst the other people doing kind of similar things, so that's what I think. You know, regardless of what you're interested in doing, maybe you want to start a YouTube channel, maybe you want to start a blog, maybe you want to start, um, you know, a podcast or some sort of show. um, You can do all of these things. And I I was reading something the other day about, you know, there are people being nervous about doing something because there are already so many other people doing it. And again, I think this is total bullshit. It's just an excuse that you're using to sort of keep you from moving forward. You'd be surprised. I think I heard at the DC PodFest last year that like the average podcast stops at like episode seven. So like everybody's out here starting podcasts, but not everybody is out here actually doing a podcast. You know, all we hear are the same five. Everybody talks about the exactly, reek. yeah. Everybody talks. You know what I mean? Like Tatum has been around for a bit. She's also local. Yeah. I think she's in Maryland. She's
1: a, she is in the DMV.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um. But you know, you hear the same five. The Courtney yeah. Sam. She's been here for a minute. Of course, you're going to hear the popular ones like Mike Michael Todd or you know Transformation Church. And I know there's a bunch of others that are big like that. But you hear about those because those ones are, they've got teams pushing out episodes and they've got people to help them. I think a podcast show is hard. And yes, yes. everybody is out here starting a podcast, so, so it seems. But really, if you're out here to win and you're out here to, to like you said before, which I loved about, following and finding that joy. Mm-hmm. When you get joy, I get joy from doing these episodes. I would do this if 0.0 persons tuned in. If I had no downloads, if my dad was the only person who pretended to listen, like I would still do these episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's like, how, that's how strongly you have to feel about it. Yes. Like I, and I agree that like, there's so many people who are like, Um, on YouTube and who are like, I just can't, it's just too many people on YouTube. Too many people have YouTube channels. And it's to the point where honestly, the same applies for podcasts. If you say like, I'm going to start a podcast or I'm going to start a YouTube channel, you almost get these side eyes like, okay, girl. Okay. We Okay. (laughs) Sure. You know, like there's so many podcasts and YouTube channels out there. Like, how do you think yours is going to grow? And that was something that I really had to overcome when starting my channel because um, you know, those thoughts are real, but consistency and quality always win. So if you can deliver quality episodes every week or quality um, quality sound, qual- like sound quality makes a difference. Video quality makes a difference. Um, the content in the show makes a difference. And if you can reel those people in um, and kind of just get them hooked on you as a person and what you're giving them, then it's going to grow organically. Like, and I always tell them, information brings people, personality keeps them there. Like you have to pack in as much as you can in as little amount of time to like reel people in. And that's what I love about Kadena and DeVal is that they have these one minute videos that they're spitting out like every day and they're short and they're sweet and they deliver quality because they're funny and they're real and they're relatable. And that's kind of the same approach that we have to take with, any type of content that we put out if we want it to grow. Um, and I just always say, like, consistency wins. And the thing is, you just have to show up for yourself. Like, if no one else watches or no one else listens, like you say, even if your daddy is the only one who listens, like, if you're showing up for yourself and proving, like, okay, I can be consistent. I can do this Um it, you know, without the pay or without the YouTube adsense. Like I can be consistent. Like that's the, that's the bottom line and that's the muscle you have to strengthen before you start expecting all of the other things to come out of it. Because I, I find that people aren't consistent because they have these high expectations that this video is going to go viral. or There's podcasts like I'm going to get, you know, 10,000 subscribers in a year or whatever, like, and when that doesn't happen, then you fall off of your high horse. So I totally agree with what you're saying. You have a chance to stand out if you work hard. Like that's literally the bottom line, hard work and consistency.
0: For sure. For sure. And there aren't, you know, even in oversaturated markets, there's always room for more. I Mm -hmm. mean, I think the thing that I saw was about like, you know, name, name some water companies, like just water bottle companies. And you can name like a bunch. And then there's sparkling water, there's infused water, then there's vitamin water and there's seltzer water. Like there's all kinds of water. And it's like, bro, everybody's drinking water. And yeah, you know, it's a little bit different, but in the the sense of it, there's box water now. There's all kinds of people Mm -hmm. are coming up with new stuff all the time. And it's the same, it's the same crap, right? Yeah. If you're looking to start something, definitely just do it and then make sure that it is something that brings you some sort of joy or peace or, you know, you're, you're really just bringing that value because I know, you know, YouTubers who don't have the pretty face or don't have the long hair, whatever the makeup, whatever the things are that people on YouTube are always like known for having, but you know, that don't have those things that a lot of others do and they're still killing it. Why right. the personality is legit. Exactly. Your content is amazing. You don't have to look all glammed up and dolled up. You don't have to be an Instagram model to be on Instagram doing your thing and sharing content. Like you you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. It may yeah. work for them, but
1: Yeah. And that's the thing that I tell my clients is like, you have to tell your story. Like you have to be transparent. You have to build the know, like trust, because once people know your story and who you are and your personality, that is what is going to keep them there. And so people get so scared to like be transparent on on social media. And there is kind of a a difference between being transparent just for, you know, using that as your hook to get people hooked into your business and being authentically transparent where you're using your authenticity to really like help people. Like there's a difference. And so I think um, you just have to infuse the authenticity so hard. And for my channel personally, like I started doing day in the life blogs not too long ago, and that has really taken my channel to the next level because that's me in no makeup, me rolling out of bed, me fighting my alarm clock, me going to the gym, me like it's showing my life as an entrepreneur, but it's the more raw and real elements of it. And so, you know, instead of all of my videos being sit down informational with the cute background, like there are... it's not, entrepreneurship isn't that cute all the time. Like there are some rough parts about it, or there are some challenges. So I think just showing the whole picture is just so, so important.
0: Absolutely. And we want to see it. I think it's interesting, just like with Kadena now, like they, they've got these boys and the boys are hella cute and they do stuff together that's fun, right? They go on vacation, they go to the, the store, they do stuff, but then there's like, when it's time to go to bed and Deval is trying to get them to go to bed. And it's just really funny. And, uh-huh. you know, this is stuff that we want to see. We want to see stuff like this, even even the, the weird random stuff that's like so super incredibly just off the, rocker. like, how did you even think of it? But they thought about doing it, and it was funny, and it worked. And even though it may not have sounded like a great idea in the beginning, and somebody was probably like, "Yeah, that's probably a trash idea," they did it, and then boom! Now we're all interested when they go on vacation on what's going to happen behind the scenes, or what's going to pop off when they have their alone time, and they get to go on like a date, and what Kadena's going to do. Like, she's crazy. It's so it's so funny how that's exactly how it works. It's just being spontaneous and sort of kind of figuring it out as you go. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. So, you know, you started your channel and, and you've been doing your thing and showing, showing your life. That can be a, a very vulnerable thing to do. So how do you, I guess, kind of balance showing yourself and who you are and, and some of your struggles and also keeping it 100 and showing up as a boss and making it, known that you are the expert in X, Y, and Z realm. So how do you balance the two?
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point is that it can get, things can get kind of convoluted once you start like showing people the more personal side of you. And they're like, okay, she's a young, regular person, but she's also like a business owner. And especially like when you start cranking up prices to people, like, that can kind of get the message can kind of get mixed up. So I think that the the balance is um I try to always have value. So even when I do my day in the life vlogs, I try to tell a story. I try to um try to tell a story with the video. So like I show people of me like waking up, getting ready. Um there may be like a climax to the day where I have like Um, a ton of meetings or I have a speaking engagement and I walk people through my day um, through the lens of entrepreneurship all the time. So it's still a fun vlog, but it's like, okay, here are my top three for the day. Like these are my top three priorities that we have to get done today. Like let's see if we can get it all done. And so they know like, okay, this isn't just like a regular lifestyle vlog. Like she's showing us the journey she's on in entrepreneurship. So I think keeping that lens on it has definitely helped. Um, But then people see me cooking and they're like, oh my gosh, like I I tried this recipe. Like this, that's the kind of stuff that trips me out. Like when people, I made some chicken with two ingredients and I have gotten so many people tag me like, oh my God, I made the chicken and it's so freaking bomb. And so like, you know, it's those, those moments though that keep people watching. Like they love that stuff. And so I think- you know, mixing in the business element and showing them that mixed with just some like more fun, personal stuff about me because I love to cook. I love health. I love, you know, working out and and stuff like that. It adds those points of connection. Um, But, you know, I have run into some some challenges with um, people just not taking me seriously just because, not necessarily because of my YouTube channel, but just because I'm young, I'm black, I'm a woman, um, which is natural Um, you know, so that I wouldn't say my YouTube channel kind of, I wouldn't say it makes people not take me seriously, but I will say that it makes them more comfortable with you. Um, when you're showing different parts of your life and you do have to be careful with how much you show and how much you tell. One thing that I don't just, Push out a lot is my relationship um, because I just don't necessarily want people thinking that they know everything about my relationship and stuff. And it, it's not really important to my channel. Um, so I'll have my boyfriend's name is Cameron. He'll like pop in every now and then, but it's never anything like, oh, we're on a date night or, you know, showing the personal parts of my relationship. So that's one thing that I try to keep to myself. Um, because I think once you start introducing that, that's just a whole nother thing. Um, so yeah, I try to balance it with entrepreneur stuff, but also just like fun personality things. And it, it generally, it has been working.
0: Yeah. And, you know, everybody has to find that balance, I think, too. And you never know what it is until you start poking around and recording and and seeing what people like you said, the feedback that you get. It's crazy that the chicken, it's got two ingredients. Everybody's like, oh, my God, like you never you never know.
1: I know. know. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I'll look, I read all of my comments and I try to respond to all of my comments or at least love all of my comments. And so. I will see the comments and they'll be like, "Oh, when you, you know, try to figure out if you should eat those boiled eggs that you had in your refrigerator, like that made me subscribe because that is just so funny." Like it's not even the <laughs> anything else in the video. Like it'll be the most randomness or when you were fumbling through your purse and couldn't find your lipstick. Like my purse is so junky too. Subscribed. Like it's the little stuff that for some reason people just connect with. And I I just love that about YouTube or even about podcasting that you can, um, you know, just share certain parts of yourself that you don't necessarily know is going to be what causes someone to really you know, start enjoying your content, but those are the gateways to get people into your business. And I, like I was telling Whitney before the podcast, like I use YouTube as a lead-in to my business. So it's not that I'm just a YouTuber because everything has purpose. Um, but I do use YouTube to filter people into my business, and I was able to do that even before I started monetizing or having ads on my channel. So even before my channel was able to make any money, I I was still making money from my channel because it was causing people to contact me or to ask me to, you know, um, help them with video or help them do YouTube or book a consultation. So or they found me on YouTube. So, you know, there are ways I think content marketing in today's world is the best way to get your business out there, whether you choose YouTube or podcasting or Instagram, like any of those sources um, are great ways to feed your business.
0: For sure, and you know, even like you were saying, I'm going to rewind back a little bit to the relationships part and the in the random stuff. It's relatable content, uh-huh. you know. That's what you know. You're going to have stuff that you're not going to want to talk about, and that's fine. But there are a ton of people who want to talk about that. I was talking actually with a friend last night um, about that. You know how some people will make different parts of their life what they talk about a lot and it's just a a big pillar and part of their online persona or their online life, right? What they show and they share, like it could be your dog. It could be, you know, my car makes a lot of cameos in a lot of my videos Mm -hmm. and the dogs I hang out with do as well. And it's just random stuff, but it's what you want to put in there. I don't have to put in Um, certain things and you don't have to either. You get to choose. That's what's really cool about this is you get to choose what you want. And I think when it comes to the different types of content, people want relatable stuff too. I mean, you want to see somebody that's struggling with the same crap as you. And, you know, that's why I liked my show. I did a ton of research before I did my show and I wanted to see, like, I personally don't want to do Long episodes because I just don't have the bandwidth for it. I'm not going to listen to the read because it's like two hours. I just oh my gosh, it's so through. long! You I can't literally, do
1: it. I if I listen to the read, I have to break it up. Like, yes. rarely do I make it through an entire episode. But yeah, it is super it's long. I definitely prefer like the hour. Yes. Area hour to an hour and a half. I can do an hour and a half,
0: but after that, like <laughs> that's a full fledged movie, It and is.
1: I just can't do it.
0: <laughs> no, it's too long. Like, and, but again, that's just me. I know a ton of people who are sitting who out, love worried, it, and yeah. they're bored and they want something that's kind of inconspicuous to do while they're working with money. Uh-huh. And, and that's fine, but I just don't live that lifestyle. I cannot, I can't do it. And if I break it up, I end up not listening to other shows that are decent amounts of time, right? That are the 30 minute shows and the, um, you know, 45 minutes or the 15. So I like to switch it up. Um, But, you know, I did research and I decided that, you know, I wanted my show to be this long. I wanted to feature guests who were this. I wanted to talk about X, Y, and Z. And it has evolved because the way my show is now was not how it was when I first started. So um, at all, like the segments I've had. Yeah. Like I had this idea to add the stranger danger because I'm like, wait, we're talking about networking and I'm bringing on people that I know. What if I brought on somebody who I didn't know? And I just like shot the shit with them. And we just, Pow out and talked about stuff. And, you know, at the beginning, it's kind of weird because, like, I don't know this person. And then at the end, we're like, oh my God, we have so much in common. And then we're besties. Like, it's fun right. to see that because it happens <laughs> in real life, it but does. nobody's capturing that. So for me, these were ideas that I had. And I was like, you know what, Screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I've had every single person who I've asked has been like, oh yeah, let's do it. And they, gotten on the show. And it's cool to not only be able to spotlight somebody, but to add somebody new right to my network now. So now you're in my network and everybody who's listening is going to be like, wait, who is this Erin girl? And they're going to go find you and they're going to subscribe and they're going to get involved. And now you're going to have more people who are just perusing to see if they relate to you, if they exactly. like what you're talking about, if they're interested. And that's how we build. That's how we grow. It's it's that sharing and caring bit. And that's really what this show is. is a lot of it is about that. So I definitely appreciate your insight and the background um, on kind of how your show started and how you started. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about maybe some stuff that's not business related. So uh-huh. um, so you mentioned being in Michigan, but I do want to talk about just some of your interests, like besides podcasts, besides video and content, stuff like that, like what else? And working out, you mentioned cooking and working out, but like what else really gets you going, gets you excited? Do you have any trips, plans, like let's talk that stuff? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my gosh. I love traveling. Like I seriously love traveling. I just went to Miami this past weekend. So I was there for my birthday. That was my first time in Miami, which is actually kind of crazy, but I turned 25. So I just got back from Miami and that was fun, but I do love to travel. I studied abroad in Cape Town, South Africa for six months. So it's definitely something that I always prioritize. Um, So traveling, I love me some good shopping, girl. I like to online shop and shop in the store. Um, So I love a good bargain sale. Um, And yeah, I love to shop. I love to travel. What else do I like? I love, I have a huge family. So um, we do so much together. We go on vacations together. We have game nights. We cook um, a meal every Sunday. So every Sunday we have a family dinner and we rotate like who cooks and we just have so much fun just hanging out and talking, binge watching shows on Netflix together. Um, I have a boyfriend, so we go on on dates at least like once a week. Um, so that's always fun, just finding new things to do. And Detroit is like in this resurgence time right now. So there has been so much stuff popping up in Michigan Detroit particularly, that is just like, oh my God, I cannot believe like this is the city now. Like it has come so far from like the last, over the last five to seven years. Like everyone was talking about this Detroit bankruptcy and stuff when I was in college. And now people are like, oh my God, Detroit, like Detroit is on the rise. I'm like, Detroit has always been popping, but you know, we getting a little more attention now. Um, But yeah, so we are... I mean, we are always going out and hanging out and, you know, that's pretty much like what I love. I love a good round of Jenga. Um, I call myself the Jenga master. OK, I love Jenga, phase 10. Like we we are a game family, so we are always playing a whole bunch of board board games and stuff. So,
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah, we are too. Games are fun and it is nice to like be able to get together for dinners and, and family time and to watch TV and and stuff like that. It's 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 so much fun. And it really yeah. does make a difference. And you know, having that support system and people around you who care. Um, it's important and it really does I mean they've done so many studies on it, but it really is important to have that. So yeah, and happy belated. I saw your post. It looked like Thanks. a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: it was a lot of fun. Oh, another thing I like is I do have like a wild side to me. So not wild, but like, (laughs) I like to go like skydiving or parasailing or jet skiing. Like I like to do things that kind of spike my adrenaline. Um, so that's also another side of me. Um, and one thing I don't like is getting my nails done. Um, I just hate getting my nail. I hate sitting at the nail salon. I don't know what it is, but I just don't like it. Maybe it's the nail salon I go to, but, <laughs> but I just don't like it. I know I need to get them done like every couple of weeks. And I do now, especially because this on YouTube and just when I was going to meetings, when I was, when I first started in entrepreneurship, and I know we're not supposed to be talking about this, but moment of truth, I was not getting my nails done because I just couldn't afford it. And I was like, I'm not about to spend $80 a month like getting, you know, fill-ins or polish changes and stuff on nails. So I started back getting them done because I was on a YouTube video and I was pointing I was pointing to something and my mom was like, Erin, your nails look hideous. And so I was like, okay. So I started back getting them done and I just realized how much I hate the nail salon. Mm-hmm. So that's my life. So that's one thing I actually really don't like doing, but
0: <laughs> you know, I don't like sitting in any salon. So I'm with you. It doesn't oh, matter. Hair salon, salon is absolutely mm-hmm. dead too. I do my own hair. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate doing my hair though. So it's kind of one of those like conundrums. <laughs> I know. Wait, what do you like? Um, I like a lot of stuff too. I mean, traveling is big. Um, You know, I was in San Diego not too long ago. I went to Atlanta for the Summit 21 conference. How was it? It was so good. It was so good. I love Atlanta. I went to the Trap Museum. That was so much yes. fun. Um, <laughs> I love that. So, you know, I like that. I love music and the arts. The arts is a big part of my life. I, I read quite a bit. And so I always talk about books I'm reading and stuff going on in that. I was just at Barnes and Noble and just overspending, buying a ton of books. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love books and reading and the arts and going to shows and I love comedy. And what I love too is, you know, Netflix and the different shows that are coming out. And, um, I try to, I've gotten more into like activism lately and that's been really fun. Um, Well, it's interesting. It's stressful because there's so many like bad things going on, but being able to open people's eyes to things and and be a teacher and a conduit in that respect has been super interesting for me um, because it was never something I thought I would do. And I would get frustrated, you know, trying to explain to people why Black lives matter and stuff like that. And it's exhausting and it's draining. And then you realize the value and so you start getting into it more. And now I'm, you know, a big advocate for the LGBTQ community and just different realms of, you know, trans, Black trans women. Um, I just read something yesterday that said that I think there have been five or six Black trans women that have been murdered this month of June. And it's like, why? why, why is this happening? And, you know, being able to shed light about Sudan and stuff like that. So I get really passionate about those kinds of things. Um, I do a lot of reading. I like ratchet music. I really do. I'm in the spiritual context a bit. I've gotten a little bit more religious, but I grew up in the church. Um, But I have become, I got super spiritual for a while with just doing like yoga and meditation and and that soul searching bit, Um, especially when I was out in California. Um, But I've trying to find a balance of that now. Um, because I agree with you. I think that, you know, Tatum and I, we, we've got a lot of, you know, similar attributes and I've been following her black back when she did her show with um, her co-host and it was, what was it called before? Do you remember? It wasn't, I don't, I it don't wasn't know. blessed and boss. I can't remember, but it was an, it was called something else, It different logo. Like I've been following her for a long time. Um, and you know, she talks a lot about religion and stuff like that. And I think it's important. And I I didn't realize it, like you were saying, like, I just didn't realize how important faith is to having a business. But you don't necessarily have to have faith in God, but you have to have faith in something. Exactly. Because if you have no faith, your business is going to struggle, struggle, struggle because it's literally just you. Like there are so many times, like you said, people don't take you seriously because you know, you not only are you young, but you're black, not only you're black, but you're a woman, not only are you a woman, but you're all three of those things. You know, exactly. you've got so many things sort of, um, oh, girl. yeah. And it's, it's hard. And so you have to have something there and, and you have, obviously have like a support system and you have friends who care and subscribers, but that takes time to build, but it does have to come from this sense of, you know, knowing and, and, um, being cool with who you are and also having faith that things are going to work out. It may not work out the way you wanted it to. It may not work out in the way you wanted it to. You may not get to where you thought you were going, but in the end, everything is going to be fine. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. And you have to just find peace in that and know that it's going to work. So how can, I make it work with faith, you know? So yeah, um, yeah for sure. You preaching, girl, keep going.
0: <laughs> so I do want to ask you, this is one of my favorite questions. It's one of the last questions I'll ask before we kind of close out. Um, but I did want to ask you if you could tell me about a time when networking changed the game for you in business or in your life or in general, like any experience, any time.
1: Hmm, I have to think for a second. Because networking has pretty much been like how I get all of my, uh, so much of my business and so many of my clients. Um, but one time that it really changed the game. Well, I will say this. Um, when I first started Aaron On Demand, like I didn't have any cash flow really. Like I was, I was getting like small clients and, you know, just little stuff. But, um, this woman who I know she worked with me at Fox two when I was an intern over my college years, but, um, I never really like I hadn't kept in contact with her until I got back to Michigan and I hit her up and I was like, hey, let's do lunch. Like, let's just catch up. And she was like, oh, I want to set you up with the Detroit. I mean, with the Michigan Democratic Party. Um, I want you to do some video work for them. And it was like a nine thousand dollar contract. So um, that was a super big blessing that just like a quick let's do lunch and catch up turned into $9,000. So, you know, you just never know. I think there is a science to networking and just like making sure that you're not pressing too hard too soon. Um, But there is a time to press harder than, you know, there is a time to press harder, but I think just building those relationships is so important. And that is, that is one of many times that just networking or reaching out to someone or, um, you know, it's not, and networking isn't always only about who, you know, but it's also about who knows you, like just getting contacts and putting myself out there from all the video contests I've done. I've, I've been able to build a really good network of people who are able to put me in contact with people that they think I would be a good resource for. So it kind of goes both ways. And I think that can sometimes get mixed in the shuffle of like, we we sometimes feel that networking is just pitching ourselves to other people. But it's also just like how you represent yourself online, how you represent yourself in person. Like, are you approachable? Like, are you, you know, are you nice? Do you smile a lot? Do you look stank all the time? Like, do you look like you, nobody can come up and talk to you? Like, those are all elements of networking too. And just figuring out who knows me. Like, would these people recommend me if, you know, somebody approached them with, uh, you know, wanting to use services that I can provide them. what they would they pitch me? Um, so I think that that's important. And one thing I do to just keep my network strong is I'll take my calendar and I will just write randomly and like every week I'll be like, reach out to old boss at Fox 2, reach out to um, old, you know, whatever client that I haven't worked with recently or reach out to person I met at brunch last week and got their business card. Like I take business cards seriously. I follow up all the time. So all of those things, I would say that one experience was one direct experience, but all of those things, like it takes work to build a network. And so um, I love that your, your podcast is called Network and Spill and that you're bringing strangers on or people that you aren't you know, super familiar with and getting to know them because that is part of, I mean, that is networking. Um, and it is so important to have that comfort level and have that level of approachability to be able to have people reach out to you and, um, feel comfortable enough to even ask you to be a part of these things. So thank you for having me and for asking me. And that, and that just goes to show too, that, it's more to networking than who you know, because I didn't know Whitney before she reached out to me. But when she did, you know, now we now
0: we can, like she said, be be, be best friends now, you know, so. Yeah. And having the approachability is is crucial. I'm glad you talked about having a stank face. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you know, black women, we get a bad rep for always having this, you know, resting bitch face. But in yeah. reality, like. A lot of us do, and we're doing it as a defense mechanism. We're doing Uh it for so many reasons. You know, we get irritated by so many things because so many things are irritating. Like it's, it makes sense. It's just when it comes to making friends, expanding your network, and getting people to notice you and to talk to you, like you've got to be friendly. You've got to come off as approachable, and so it's it's fun to use this platform, right? Audio only to do that where we're, we're just doing this with our voices, but you know, you can do this in person as well. And it may be, you know, it may be easier for you, maybe a little bit more challenging, but it is doable to go okay. up to somebody at brunch or to go up to somebody at the club or to go, I do it have time. I mean, I talk to yeah. the bathroom. That's why I have the segment called, how did we meet? Because you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I meet people in weird, random, and we all do. Yeah. Most of us do.
1: And I think that builds the muscle. Like once you kind of can master, like just being able to talk to people in random places in the grocery line. And like, just if you like some, like if you like somebody's shirt, like just complimenting them in public, I think we go through this mental block where we're like, "I, I like that, but I'm scared to tell her. Or I like that about her. Like she has a really nice smile, but I'm scared to tell her. And that is what kind of Those are the muscles, like those are the small steps that you can take to really learn how to network better. Because I find that a lot of people like don't like small talk or they don't, they get really intimidated by networking events or when there is a party or something and they don't know anyone who's going. They're like, oh, I'm not going to go because I don't know anyone there. And so I think one of the biggest ways you can help yourself learn how to network better and just connect better is just by when the thought comes, just say it. If if it's a stranger, like you said, like just reach out, just be unapologetic about those little baby steps, because then when it's time to have a full-fledged conversation or you're in the elevator and you it's time the elevator pitch or whatever, like you're more comfortable because you've already kind of overcome those baby fears.
0: You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's baby steps all the way. And yes, just say it. If it's on your mind, just say it. Be honest and say it quickly before the the moment. You know, mm-hmm. goes was a way, say it then. And sometimes it is awkward. I'm not going to lie. The other day I was at the gym and I was leaving and this guy's, his haircut looked like he had just gotten it done. And I don't know this guy. He works at the front desk. I see him all the time because I'm in out of the gym. And I was like, hey, your your haircut looks extra fresh today. And he was like, he was so taken aback. He was so taken aback. He looked at me Aww. like he saw like a ghost and then he, he snapped. He's like, oh shit. And he snapped at him. I was like, thank you. And, you know, I was already like halfway out the door. But, you know, it was one of those things where, I saw it, I said something, I kept it moving. Like you don't necessarily need to have anybody, um, you know, validate or say something back or you don't have to worry about what you look like and sound like all the time. I mean, if I looked, if, if, we, if we sat here and worried about what we look like and what we sounded like all the time, we wouldn't get stuff done.
1: Girl, we sure wouldn't. And a, a good tool to help people with that is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. I just listened to it on Audible and it was good. It was a little repetitive. If you want to like just listen to her TED talk, then I think that that pretty much sums up the whole book. But um, <laughs> I'm just
0: being honest, y'all.
1: But um, it was really good. It talked about just what you said, like just do it as soon as, it, as, soon as you feel it because your brain is going to stop you. So if you can just get over that little hurdle, and start practicing the now, like doing it now, it helps with networking, but also with everything else in business. Cause there's so many little leaps that you're, that you have to take. And so when you master just like beating your mind, which is trying to just, always protect us from like being let down or being hurt or being fearful or whatever. Like it's always trying to work to protect us. If you just get over it, like within the first five seconds of thinking of it and just do it, like it really will, you'll start checking things out off of your list, like nonstop. So, um, whether that, like I said, whether it's networking or anything else.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The book is good. I I think I mentioned it with, um, I had a guest on, um, not too long ago and we were talking about Marley, Marley Williams. And she was talking, she reminds me of, of Mel, um, a little bit and her uh-huh. personality is very like robust and she's just, she's a great storyteller. So the book, if you're interested in the book, the book definitely it, it's redundant, but she gives a lot of stories and so yeah. she relate it back. And so she has all these different people who have done this and then you get to learn about her story too, which yeah. is really, really, really interesting, um, and I love her her personality. It's just it, it comes through in the mm-hmm. book. But, but it's a quick read, I think. So and imagine
1: her in the audible. Oh my gosh. She oh, she yeah. read the story so dynamically. Yeah. So I really loved listening
0: to it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a good one. So um, okay, well, where can people find you on social media?
1: Erin On Demand. So at Erin On Demand on Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Like I try to keep it simple for y'all. So um, just Erin On Demand. And I'm always sharing stuff about entrepreneurship, about my life, about business, um, and just about being just a young Black woman uh, as a boss. And it, it can be tough, but it's so worth it. So Um, so yeah, so that's where you guys can find me. And, um, I'm actually about to release a new group to help people, um, just dominate in business. And it's basically going to be like my YouTube channel, but on steroids. And I just really wanted to build a a great community of resources and networking, (laughs) um, which Whitney, I want to have you in the group to do like a, a, um, not a webinar, but just a live expert Q&A on podcasting. So um, anyways, it's going to be full of resources, expert interviews, um, just freebies, um, challenges, um, a book club. It's going to be so, it's going to be packed with so much amazing information in that on how to grow using YouTube, how to grow using video, and how to just grow using your authentic story. That's kind of the Premise of the group, how to scale your business using video. So I'm really excited about that element of my business that I'm going to launch on July 1st because it has been crazy um, how many people from my channel. Um, who have asked me, like, how do, how do you grow? How did you grow so fast? Can you please help us? Like, do you have any more resources outside of your channel that we can use? And so that is going to be a resource that I'm going to be rolling out on July 1st. It'll be $20 a month um, to be a member of this group. It's called the E-Brand Club. I let my YouTube subscribers help me pick out the name. It was between the Grand Brand Club and the E-Brand Club. But we went with the E-Brand Club because it got the most votes. Um, And so that is what is coming down the pipe for Erin On Demand. I just kind of felt like the way my business was set up, it was like my YouTube channel and then my business. And they weren't connecting as strongly as I wanted them to. So this is going to kind of help bridge the gap between doing a lot of video production and video storytelling for companies. But um, if they, you know, if they can't use me for that, like this is another resource that more smaller or startup entrepreneurs or even established entrepreneurs who need a resurgence in their brand or um, who want to learn how to, you know, make the most out of content, this is going to be a really good resource for them as well. So I'm so, so, so excited about the launch of this. so yeah,
0: that's nice. what's going on with me. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. So if you're listening to this after July 1, obviously this is a rolling membership, right? So you can join. Right. You can join whenever. Month. Yeah. Um, so I love memberships, guys. I'm actually a part of two right now. One of them is for Pinterest. It's an entrepreneur one. And then I've got one for a video Um with Zaylee Barclay. So I love memberships and I get so much value because it is somebody, you know, who you love, who's got great content already. And then they bring in their friends or people that they know. Yeah. And it just boosts so much and you yeah. get so much and you find people like the networking, like you said, it's on point. And um I would love to help out however I can. But if you guys are listening after July 1, definitely still join, still ping Erin, get on board, tell her that you found out about it because you're listening yes. to the work and Spill. Um and yeah, I think I think that's that's a really something really big to look forward to. Um and you know, like I said, I like getting stuff in the mail. and a membership site, it's like getting stuff in the mail every month because every month you get new content. You get more information.
1: Right. Yeah. It's going to be really dope. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm so... Thankful that you invited me onto your podcast. This is so great. I can't wait to like binge everything because yeah. kind of like you, like I wanted to, you told me it was stranger danger. So I didn't want to do like too much background research, but now that we got all this out the way, you know, I can go back and like just binge everything. And um, I'm definitely going to share this on my platforms and stuff. I'll probably do another podcast episode of like what podcasts I'm listening to. now, like an updated list in a couple mm-hmm. months. So I'll definitely add networking and Spill on there.
0: Yay. Yay! Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I know if anybody here has questions, they will reach out to you. They will follow you on social media um, and they will stay tuned. Hopefully you'll, you'll come back on later. We'll do a Spill which is all about, you know, it's like a master class almost. So we could do a Spill episode maybe later this year or sometime next year and talk about how to do something or teach some specific topic that you're really interested in. So that's to come. I love doing those um, segments with people that I already know because it makes it fun for us to kind of go back and forth because I know your personality. So definitely stay tuned for that. That would be something in the pipeline for sure. Um, But yeah, this episode is going to go live and it'll be at networkandspill.com and you can follow me at Whitney Danielle coaching on Instagram and at network and spill on Instagram as well. That Instagram page is pretty popping now that I've gotten it all organized. So I'm pretty proud of that. Um, and yeah, I'm on Twitter too. Whitney DC life. Um, I'm on there occasionally, mostly for the Ratchet tree, but um, follow me anyway, cause it's fun. And yeah, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you Erin, so much for being on and thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.